Hello and welcome to the Heart of Markness Classic Rock Podcast. This is a fun one. Rick Wakeman, Anaheim, California, on November 11th, 1975, taped by Saint Mike Millard with his magical rig. It sounds good. The notes for the recording say, um, from, from the person I believe that transferred it, um, to digital was that this was the this had the most uh sonic information of any of Mike's recordings and it it does it's a great soundscape and Rick Wakeman is just Rick Wakeman is an anomaly um Rick Wakeman is something that shouldn't work on paper for being as hugely popular and awesome as he is it's like it's like meatloaf meatloaf shouldn't have worked but um rest in peace meatloaf uh, but then he's awesome you listen to it and it's like god damn it that's awesome you listen to this and it's god damn it that's awesome what is it it's king arthur on ice what well the keyboard player from yes plays a bunch of music that he scored for it what but it's awesome and hugely awesome and he was so busy in the 70s i love rick wakeman i love rick wakeman rick wakeman um this recording is so awesome and and Rick Wakeman is so awesome and dude lighten up I know but he did so much in the 70s not only playing on all the awesome yes stuff as virtuoso keyboard player with the killer solo blah, 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 blah. um he had this solo career where he would do albums themed with one was the Six Wives of Henry VIII, the other was Journey to the Center of the Earth, and he came up with this whole production. He would do these productions and then do it live. And this is back in the day when synthesizers were, you know, super analog. Lots and lots of patch chords, lots and lots of switches and knobs. <laughs> Not just, you know, preset six. So for all these sounds that he would get, he'd have to have a million different synthesizers. And, you know, he was the archetypal keyboard, you know, rock keyboard player, prog keyboard player in his silk outfits with the silk cape, his his white long Edgar Winter hair or Johnny Winter hair. And, you know, 7,000 keyboards played with both hands outstretched. Um, fucking incredible. Fucking incredible. Love it. Whew. Not very articulately, I'm afraid, but I am uh, I'm rapturous with joy from this recording. This is November 11th, 1975, taped by Mike Millard, so it sounds awesome. Here is the set list, should you want to do- download it in its entirety. We have uh, Intro, The Journey, Recollection, Catherine Howard, Lancelot and the Black Knight, Down and Out, Anne Boleyn, The Forest, Arthur and Guinevere. Merlin the Magician, Catherine Parr, Hungarian Rhapsody, and finishing up with The Battle. Those are songs from um, Journey to the Center of the Earth, the King Arthur one, and um, Six Wives of Henry VIII. Just kind of a, a mishmash of that. He had just left Yes, I think after Topographic Oceans, and... Uh, just jumped into another project and just toured and was very, very popular. And it's it's 
he's just crazy good. I just, I, I've had so many Rick Wakeman albums in my life. <laughs> and um, he's the only keyboard player that I like listen to as a keyboard player. Uh, you know, what about John Paul Jones? Yep, of course. Um, but Rick Wakeman, mwah, my God. And he's really funny. And he's really cool. And he's really nice. And I like him on Twitter. And he... Um, narrated this this uh, recent BBC I think it was BBC, it was British um, documentary on prog rock and it was so fucking good holy shit, Rick Wakeman, yay um, let's listen to some, shall we yes let's go with oh, it's a good one oh, yeah, it's a good one, right Hungarian dance, I think Hungarian Rhapsody. Hungarian Rhapsody. This is a short one. You'll enjoy it. Several days later, maybe even a week and a half since I started this, and I am, uh, <laughs> I'm no longer extremely stoned. So this is going to be a lot smoother. All right. That was pretty cool. And, um, yeah, Rick Wakeman, I, I got into him in high school. We had a music appreciation class back in the day. Um, which was really cool. We had a, we had a really good music program. We had a really good public school um, program in Manchester, New Hampshire, in the early '80s. I, I was one of the best in the country, and we had music improvisation because I was a musician and I liked that, and uh, music appreciation, which was great. It was just sitting up in Mr. Maynard's room while he played records, and one of the things he played. Um, I mean, he went through. Everything from early jazz to modern jazz to swing to 
Sinatra and classical. I mean, bullet points. It's it's, it's high school. But then he also went into um, rock. And because I think probably at the time in the mid-80s, he was in his 40s. Let's say he was 40. Um, you know, the 70s music was his more his music 60s and 70s so we we listened to a lot of that and that's where we played he played queen and uh, stuff off night at the opera and that's when he pointed out that they didn't use synthesizers everything was done organically at that time and um things like that and he really he really expanded my horizons that way and one of the things that he did was introduce me to rick wakeman and yes Yes, I knew, but um, Rick Wakeman's solo off of Yes songs, and then even more so, his keyboard solo on Starship Trooper off of Yes songs changed me. Um, just the cool the understanding, to a degree, the complexity and the technical uh, acuity needed to play music of that caliber and of that density and of that polyphony in 1972, which is when Yes Songs was recorded, meant that Rick Wakeman had to be an incredible technical, not just a technical player, which he was, and very creative, which he was, but also technical in the in the in the um, execution, because synthesizers back in the day were. Like the old telephone switchboards, patch cables, patch cables, switches, filters, notch filters. And none of it was like bassoon or oboe settings. It was just, you had to know what was going to happen if you set things up a certain way. You had to know and understand what was going to happen if you switch, flipped a switch and went from sine wave to sawtooth. Um, I had a Minimoog in the 80s fucked around with it a little uh got rid of it way too soon and i I remember that you know because it wasn't the same as just getting a really nice dx7 again from the 80s and just hitting the presets and and playing wonderfully so my 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 opinion of rick wakeman went up you know a hundredfold and i kind of imprinted on that as really great prog I mean, he also played us Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but that didn't do it for me. I mean, I knew it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But Rick Wakeman spoke to me, and I know it's it can be a little cheesy. It can be a little trite. But the fact of the matter is, the guy's a goddamn genius and a virtuoso on the instrument. And the fact that he is so creative that he could create an entire body of work throughout the 70s in between and around all the Yes albums he did, aside from playing keyboards on for everybody he's played keyboards for Ozzy he's played keyboards he played keyboards on Lou Reed's first album the ugly one with the Fabergé egg his backing band was Steve Howe Rick Wakeman you know yes basically (laughs) can you imagine that the least yes person uh, on earth but um any hoosie are we ready for this we are ready for this. What's the name? Catherine Howard. That's the next one I'm going to play for you. It's a long piece. It's about 14 minutes long. 
There's a million different things going on in this, and I don't get all of it. Catherine Howard is, I think, one of Henry VIII's six wives, so that would have been basically off of that Six Wives album, but there's a million different songs in this, including a hilarious and very cool little eight or 16 bars of Whole Lot of Love. You heard me right. Keep your ears out for it, as well as a little uh, British song sung intentionally off-key and, and dopey. I don't know what was going on, but there was obviously a show of some sort um, not just a concert, but some sort of, of, of thematic show going on. It's just, and, and the sound is incredible and the playing's incredible. And it's just so fucking cool that this stuff happened. And then it kind of, um, as the eighties hit, this kind of performance was left to people like John Tesh, <laughs> you know, it, it got, it got, uh, the McDonaldization of Prague. But this is this is just when it's pure genius, pure grit, and uh, I understand why this dude had a heart attack at thirty. He's busy all the time, so enjoy this. This is Catherine Parr, and a bunch of other stuff. So keep your ears open and just enjoy the fact that there's a guy out there who is uh, this talented, and he's touring the states this year. So hopefully, maybe if you listen to this and you like it, seeing him now with uh, 21st century technology is going to be fucking great. And he is just the coolest guy, and I don't know why, but I love him. Just as a human being, I love him. I love his humor, I love his dry wit, and I love his musicianship. And I hope you do too. So here we go. Catherine Pa. Enjoy, friends.
Thanks a lot. Thank you. This is John Dunstable on guitar. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Silly sod. Oh. Uh, we like to try and explain a bit about what the, the different tracks are about. And so, for those of you who are interested in a bit of a bit of history, stick around. For those of you who are not, then I think there's restrooms situated throughout the major exits. About the year 500, there lived a, a realm of Arthur, and uh, one of the knights of that period was a guy called Lancelot. Now, it's not uh, commonly known, but we've done quite a bit of study, and we found out that Lancelot was actually uh, going into Guinevere's boudoir and playing with her naughty bits. And it, uh... Now this came as a bit of a shock to us. Came as a bit of a shock to Guinevere. She was in bed with Arthur at the time, but... <laughs> but before he could get in, because he used to have... He didn't have, like, Playtex 18-hour girdles. He used to have, like, chastity belts and things. And before he could have the key to heaven or whatever, he had to go out and do these various quests like slay some dragons or score a few dragons or whatever, and then he could come back. And one of the ones that he had to do was to go out to the wasteland, which was in fact Wales, and slay the Black Knight. And after all that, this is Lancelot and the Black Knight. See what I mean? That was really, really cool. I hope you think it was cool. I think it's remarkable that one person put on that show as as having a solo career of with that popularity because remember for the six wives of henry the eighth journey to the center of the earth and king arthur those were hit records those were popular i mean it might not have gotten a lot of of longevity in the old airtime but those were popular albums very impressive and let's see, I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is where the track break was, but I am going to play the song that he was speaking about, Lancelot, next as the final piece of this little uh, trilogy of, of joy I'm bringing you. But I also wanted to bring you um, the spiel. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook under the name Heart of Markness. I'm going to blow through this because I just want to get it over with. Uh you can find me at heartofmarkness.com, which is where I put the links to these shows and where I'm going to put the link to this beautiful Rick Wakeman show that has taken me months to get done, even though I love it deeply. So you'll be able to go to heartofmarkness.com and get this entire show with the set list that I think I read earlier. If not, well, it'll be a surprise. And uh, if you like what I do and you like how I do and you feel like it and you can... You're invited to take a look at patreon.com slash heart of Markness, or while you're at heart of Markness, suckling from my teat and getting those live shows, click the Patreon banner on the homepage and uh, see if there's something there that interests you. The current titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble podcast are Jeff from Canada, Glynn, Stephen, George, Big Ed, Kenny, John from West Footscray, Picard, Knegern, Chris, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, Tracy, who I finally texted back and who texted me back. Yay, I'm a good person again. David, other David, Bonzo Billy, and Mimo. Thank you, my friends. 
I couldn't do this without you. Literally and figuratively. Thank you very much. And now back to our show. All right. Let's finish this off with Lancelot. I want to get this posted. I cannot believe how long it's taking me to do this episode. Pulling teeth. All right, Lancelot, here we go. Enjoy. I'll be back when it's done.
Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thanks very much. About, about four months ago, it was necessitated to reform the band, which we've called the English Rock Ensemble. And they're doing... And there you have it. We are done. We made it. November 11th, 1975, Anaheim, California, Rick Wakeman. Master recording by St. Michael Millard. Blessings be upon him. May he be at peace wherever he is or wherever he isn't. Okay, I don't know why this one took so long to do. I mean, from months from like, oh, I'm going to do this to then starting it and just... So, yay. I'm glad it's done before it became an albatross around my neck because I do love Rick Wakeman. I do love this show. And I hope you do too. So grab it off of heartofmarkness.com and I will see you next Thursday with a kick-ass Led Zeppelin show that you're going to love. All right. Thanks. Be good to yourselves and each other. Bye-bye.